the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy Thanksgiving to all of you from all of us here at AM 870, AM 590, The Answer. Brian. Yes. I actually screamed. I actually screamed. Are you all right? Is everything okay in there? We are socially distancing and we're... I just said, is it ever enough for these people? Okay. Now, that's uh, I've said things like that. I use the phrase these people a lot at the workplace. Usually, I'm referring to at this workplace... The L.A. County Board of Supervisors? Oftentimes, <laughs> it's it's people who have political uh, philosophies that are different from my I own. Just, I, I, or I call them that crowd. I can't. I I don't want people to get sick. I understand that COVID is serious and contagious. But my goodness, people, are we just – I mean, why don't we just hang the shingle out? Everybody goes home like AOCs is and just wait for the government checks to roll in because not only did L.A. County on Sunday announce that they are going to shut down restaurants for outdoor dining based on zero science – well, and if you need proof of that, Dr. Ferrer was She's going to give us some. She's going to give us some proof that she had nothing. Or but not give us proof. It gets the... worse. It gets worse. I know. For so I, Fox well. 11 right now reporting. Yeah. Okay. That L.A. County health officials are going to meet today. They are going to. I because of a growing number of cases. Right. And That's they true. expect a sweeping stay-at-home order to Stay emerge in L.A. Right. County. No, I know. and But you know what? I agree w- Earlier in the broadcast, we spoke about we defended restaurateurs because we talked about other gatherings of people that are remaining open and allowable, for lack of better terms, that are, one would seem, just more dangerous than people socially distancing, sitting on a patio outdoors, where we were always told it was better outdoors than indoors. Look at a metro train. Look at a bus. Look at people in a tube, and if they're wearing masks or not, they're really close. The density of people is high in there. That's still going on. So that's just one example, okay? So I understand that. And, it's, and sometimes, you know, if, if you get – if the government gets its eye on you or in real life, if your boss gets her eye on you or his eye on you, you then that person – and it's hard to not – and I know that restaurateurs feel un – Un, what is it? illegitimately scrutinized? Yeah, they're being targeted. Tar- targeted. Thank you. Right. So, and when you consider the other gatherings that are happening that are allowed to be remained open, you might understand why they feel that way. However, I always come back to these case numbers are going sky high, and and and, and it is. Like. So do something that helps. And I'm not talking about you. It's just so frustrating because the L.A. County uh, Public Health Director, Dr. Barbara Fair, was asked yesterday during her news conference where she was talking about outside dining being shut down. She was asked if she had concrete numbers on infections related directly to outdoor dining. She said yes, but that she didn't have it in front of her and that her communications team can follow up. Now, if you are doing a press conference 
about a series of shutdowns that involve outdoor dining, well, then you better bet your bippy, Barbara, that you better have a couple of graphs out there to back up your claims. Because otherwise, it feels arbitrary and it feels like you just enjoy government control. And I think that's what we're seeing from Gavin Newsom all the way down to Mayor Garcetti, who yesterday said this. A test is not a passport to party. A test is not an excuse to go to somebody else's house for Thanksgiving. A test is to make sure you know if you're positive so that you can isolate. Okay, that that I actually understand that because here's where, you know, your your in my infection was biologically when you're talking about us being infected. No, I actually didn't. I, okay. I, che- I pat myself on the chest. It's about me. I'm personalizing. Gotcha. I don't want to talk okay. about other people sure. being sick or something. Like okay. My infection had the biological ability to make other people infected as well. So, so there's that. But I have to go back to Barbara Ferrer for a second. And I just had a thought that I think is a pretty good one. And it's, it happens maybe three times a year. Let's mark it down. It's Thanksgiving. It's a week, so <laughs> I have my big thought. Winning. At this point, they've opened and closed restaurants and put them through so much. Now the outdoor dining, pop, 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 pop. Barbara Ferrer, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, the director of L.A. County's Department of Public Health, should have it memorized already. Like any good leader or politician or official, they have the argument already memorized. Right. Why? She's done it before. This is it. If you if you have evidence and this is look early on. People were willing to play the game because we were told this was a serious crisis. This was a pandemic. It People is were willing to stay home and do what they were told without an abundance of evidence. But now, as we enter into almost 10 months of shutdown, People want to know why these decisions are being made, and they feel arbitrary, and they feel like they are a bit hypocritical. First of all, you have Gavin Newsom in our state running all over the place and eating dinner at the French Laundry indoors without a mask, allegedly laughing about the shutdown order and running up a $15,000 bar tab. And he's the most... And he's the most enthusiastic person in the state of California for all of these restrictions. In New York, you have Governor Cuomo, who has been telling people they cannot celebrate Thanksgiving, and he wants the police to do it. And when the police said, we're not going to enforce that people can't celebrate Thanksgiving in their homes, he called them dictators. It was just revealed he was going to take his 89-year-old mother to Thanksgiving dinner. So when we hear all of these dopes telling us what we can't do, and they're out there doing exactly the opposite. Well, That's the, when people start to question just what the heck is going on here. And I'm ashamed of us that it took this long to wake up, but I'm glad that I a think, lot of us are finally starting to shake the sleepy dust off and go, wait a second. This is government overreach in its purest form. And even well, one of the LA County Board of Supervisors yeah. has woken up to this. Catherine Barger said, I can't get behind this. I disagree with closing the restaurants. And she sided with Pasadena, who has said, because they have their own health department, that their restaurants will yeah. remain open. Here's Catherine Barger. So in answer to Phil's question, um, yes, as chair, um, last week it was discussed, not in public, it was discussed by Dr. Ferrer bringing it to the board, um, which is why I didn't want to move forward with the announcement over the weekend. I felt we needed to have this discussion because I have serious concerns. I am not um, a wallflower. I will not sit back. If I don't feel something's right, I will stand up for what I believe. And while I am chair, I am one of five. Uh, and I run the board meetings and I have authority over executive uh, authorization and all. But on this one, I'm speaking out uh, as a fifth district supervisor, but also as a concerned citizen who's listening to constituents and friends who are concerned about 
what their future is going to bring and their employees. I have one restaurant who told me he's going to have to lay off about 34 employees tomorrow, and uh, he's not sure they're going to be able to come back. Okay. Uh, Catherine Barger of the Fab Five, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, differentiating herself from the other folks on that board. Very quickly, Jen, we were talking about something a moment ago. There's two things going on. When you have Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, they happen to be Democrats. I'm not suggesting all Democratic leaders do this. But when someone is advocating, and they are, in fact, Newsom, the architect of the mandate, and then their behavior says, huh, mandate's for you, but not for me. Right. That's disgusting and gross, and that's one thing. The second thing is public policy created by folks, and a reporter asked the director of the L.A. County Department of Public Health, what is the evidence that outdoor dining is so problematic? And she says, I'll have to get back to you. I'm sorry that's unacceptable mm-hmm. because you already made the decision, so or you already contributed to, to the conversation about the decision. You need to know the reason, and it should just fly right off your tongue. It should be ready to go. A, it's a very big thing to do Especially to if that's what your press conference is all about. When we mentioned Andrew Cuomo. Well, he just received a big award. We'll tell you why as your Tuesday Morning Answer continues. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday morning answer. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo received an Emmy a Founders Award in recognition of his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of television to inform and calm people around the world. And he did it at Monday's International Emmy Awards Ceremony. And I got to say, um, an award for acting, maybe, for well, Governor Cuomo, who, uh, while people are suffering, has never once apologized for their suffering. He intends to have dinner with his 89-year-old mother on Thanksgiving after warning others to not do the same. He wrote a book during the pandemic because clearly he had some time on his hands. And uh, well, now hold on a second. That's killed the- some old people that he didn't want to disclose they had COVID as he repopulated nursing homes. Governor Cuomo of Besides New York. Besides that, he did a fantastic job. Okay, the, the all thumbs up right after that. Four stars. Uh, the, Governor Andrew Cuomo, of course, in New York, uh, getting that Emmy, which, of course, is the award for television performance. Outstanding performance in television. You should get an ASCA for his acting. <laughs> oh, sure. They should get the and, he, and by the way, while you're at it, give Jim a cross to the Peabody Award. Uh, oh, please. That would be my grandmother. But here's the thing. I loved her. I, I love her still, Nana. Oh, what are you doing down there living in that tower of a place where you can't eat anywhere? <laughs> I hear you, Nana. No, so listen to me. Uh, Nana, please, listen. It's all for the good of all the people. That, oh, sure. Shut, stifle yourself, mouth of mouth. She used to say that. Now, let me say this about Cuomo. Cuomo gets high marks from New Yorkers for his leadership. Cuomo, I think, uh, along with many other politicians, knew some Uh, Trump, when he wanted to, uh, with the COVID task force briefings, a lot of these folks are on television. Uh, Governor Cuomo, of course, no one, no, there is not one elected official or leader that has come through this last 10 months with a spotless record. I'm not diminishing what happened in New York. What I'm saying is politics is a rough and tumble. How about, excuse me, public policy and, and, and public service is a rough and tumble business and you're not going to make the right decisions all the time especially in the in the face of limited information i even said at the beginning of this pandemic president trump should talk about it just don't make things up or say things that aren't true if you don't know it that's okay cuomo though on some of those tv briefings jennifer you might call me the lovable liberal or a hopeless lunatic mm-hmm. some days both 
<laughs> I watched one where Andrew Cuomo was talking about his brother, Chris Cuomo, of CNN, who yeah. we all might know, because Chris was positive for COVID-19. Early on, one of the uh, prominent folks who – one of the earliest prominent people in America to be diagnosed. And Andrew – excuse me, the governor – yeah, Andrew Cuomo. I kept them confused. It's like um, Zach and Isaac, the Hansons. The, uh, the Cuomo gave a very stirring but but subtle – not speech, ad lib, talked about his brother and talked about how it's the great equalizer, and I found it moving. He also talked about his daughter that one day, how they were they – were, and these are some of the moments that the Emmy folks are calling upon in the giving the award to Andrew Cuomo. I think yeah, he I, led in many moments. I have to say that. Okay, press conferences on TV, I think we were all glued to in this time. I'll, I'll say that. I will also say, I think early on, I thought that – Cuomo, I thought that Newsom, I thought that Trump did a pretty good job with limited information. But I think he is really missing the mark of, well, really the heft and load of what happened in his city under his leadership. Now, I'm not saying it was his all state. his fault. His or state, in state, I'm sorry, but it, particularly in New York City where we saw all the outbreaks. Yep. You have a governor who was contentious. He told people not to take a vaccine that President Trump had moved through Operation Warp Speed because he doesn't trust Trump instead of allowing people in uh, in the state of New York to have access to the vaccine next month when it starts to roll out. I think that's problematic. I think really where I split with him was early in the summer when it was revealed that he was stuffing nursing homes with COVID patients without revealing to other people that were in the nursing home and even staff members that these were COVID positive patients. And he he ended up with the blood of a lot of people, thousands of people on his hands. So uh, to not even say, I'm sorry, I feel your pain. It seems that a lot of time was spent, particularly over the summer, talking about himself and what a stellar job he has done. He even wrote a book about it. And while some things may have been good, this is really problematic. Janice Dean is the weather person on Fox News, and her husband lost both of his parents because of Cuomo's leadership with the nursing homes. Take a listen to her story. I mean, it's 20 seconds, but you can hear the pain in her voice. People are suffering, really. And he's out there saying, I did a great job, and here's a book about how I did it. <laughs> and now let me go put my Emmy up on the shelf. Just say you're sorry because this was a tough time. I've heard from so many families that are suffering this holiday season because they don't have their loved ones. So please know that I am speaking on behalf of you. And this is not political, by the way. I have never been a political person. The only reason I'm speaking out is because we aren't getting those answers. And the media needs to hold this governor accountable instead of giving him awards. Okay, uh, the not giving of awards, and, and of course, it it, 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 rust, it ruffles the feathers on folks that are uh, already irritated with award shows and entertainment. Well, I media. think it's sadness well, about losing parents. Well, I mean, that's but it's tough. really not. Uh, well, of course, th- that's tough. I mean, I understand that the 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 criticisms you just laid at Andrew Cuomo, and it's not tit for tat. It's actually let's introduce reality, President Trump underplaying, not telling. It's very basic public information, personal, liber- you, you must know. We must be armed with information. What I so, saw with President so, Trump is that he they, built a hospital in okay. New York City. What he I, gave them a ship, an army ship that was not utilized okay. by, by Cuomo for whatever reason, was not utilized. There were a lot of resources given to New York to try to stop the flow, and instead okay. Cuomo shoves old people with COVID into nursing homes to infect other people, causing a lot more deaths than probably would have happened just organically. And I think 
that we can make many, and I know I could make many arguments. We could sit here to the afternoon time talking about other leaders, specifically the president. I'm not going to be naive or I'm not going to be nebulous here. We know I'm talking about Donald Trump, President Trump, excuse me. The truth is this, that um, th- th- President Trump is saying what a great job he did on COVID-19. And you don't have to listen to Brian for this or listen to Jennifer. Was he given an Emmy? That's the point I'm going to make, is that these folks, the president's leaving office, presumably, with numbers spiking up again after it went places we never thought it would go, I think, and, and the polls, the, the election, people didn't think he did a great job. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about Andrew Cuomo, because he had... There are flaws. He's being he's being so criticized for the nursing home policy. Well, and this is a bipartisan investigation that should be going on and is going on in New York State into into Cuomo. I would say this. Look, well, I'm not I, expecting perfection, but I am expecting an acknowledgement and not necessarily blinders on when we look at one politician next to the other. I don't absolutely. think in a million years you'd ever see President I, Trump be given an Emmy Award because of his press conferences that happened every single day, but just you know like what? Cuomo's. And, but and, the, and Trump actually did a vaccine and three of them by the way that we know about in like 10 months time because of an operation warp speed that was his idea that he implemented because of his administration that will conceivably go on to save many more lives than we can hand andrew cuomo a certificate for okay see i'm not just i'm just not i'm not going to I think your argument is a partisan one because the truth is there's a lot of holes to be punched in the record of President Trump during this time. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, does not have a perfect record. But it's not about an Emmy. I don't want these folks getting Emmys. I don't want them working for Emmys. Don't get Emmys until you can first and foremost on the front line of a public health emergency do an impeccable, flawless job. Yeah, I think that's Andrew Cuomo, the point with him for me. Well, it's a point with all of them. None of them have done a flawless job. None of them. I think the 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 fact that he has written a book and that he's accepting this award and that he's really busy patting himself on the back is just a little bit. Uh, it, it's just a little blind. And again, it's a little it's blind a public, to the people's public, pain and suffering. He didn't get a public leadership award. He got from TV artists an award for what they thought was masterful use of television during the time of the of the worst days in New York or whatever they're going through now. You know what I mean? It was for that. It wasn't for his necessarily his decisions. Some of that stuff just goes hand in hand. All right, we'll continue to follow some of these coronavirus shutdowns. Plus, uh, Biden is uh, working on his foreign policy team. Does it look any different than uh, former President Obama's find out about that. Are you concerned about the volatility of your investments? As an investor with traditional investments, including IRAs, I'm concerned about the stock market and how printing so much money out of thin air will actually affect the value of the dollar. I heard my friend Seb Gorka talk about Midas Gold Group, and I know owning precious metals adds safety and stability to savings and investment portfolios. So I finally spoke to Midas Gold Group for myself, and what a wonderful experience it was. There are no pushy salesmen. They're knowledgeable professionals know every Everyone's needs are different, and they treat each person accordingly. I encourage you to meet with Midas Gold Group for yourself. Call to schedule an appointment. Ask for their free IRA guide on how to use your IRA to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call 805-601-6000, 805-601-6000. I get gold from Midas Gold Group, and I believe you should do it too. Call 805-601-6000. All right, a new travel warning for your Thanksgiving holiday. Azure Tuesday, morning answer continues. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. 
Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. Happy Thanksgiving and uh, maybe a Thanksgiving gift. Whoa. From uh, President Trump to Joe Biden was a tweet last night that authorized the GSA, the General Services Administration, to inform President-elect Joe Biden that Trump's administration is ready to begin the formal transition process. There are already a few things at play, including COVID briefings, that kind of thing, exchange of information. But according to a letter from the administrator, Emily Murphy, she sent a message to uh, Joe Biden's camp and said that uh, things are formally ready to move on. They've already gotten about $7 million. How about that? Just one tweet and whammo, $7 million bucks well, yeah. in your pocket. How I about mean, this, that? Well, that's why there have been call, uh, not in Joe Biden's personal pocket, in the transition team, in the mechanism. $7 million for the big guy. The general services, I, I do believe he was the big guy in those emails. I'll give you that. But the general services administration that oversees from the White House, the federal government, the transition. And as we all say, the uniquely American peaceful transition of power, it's a big deal. And um, the president did send a tweet, and I think that's rather disrespectful, to not take Joe Biden out to the American people. Something needs to happen in this. Really, there is no greater position on the planet of leadership. The president of the United States needs to be a person who can concede that he lost before tweets about beginning transition. The process. I the think conflict, he has to see if con- he did lose. Yes. Well, there would, you know Donald Trump as well as I do, which is not personally, but we know him as a leader. Donald Trump does not begin the transition of another administration into the White House unless he knows he lost. It's a man who's about winning and losing, to his credit, by the way. Well, it's the a- process, the contest for the presidency is worthy. The American people are respect should be respected enough to get from their president, I've lost the election, I wish so-and-so good luck. And here we go. And I think you'll get that when the president sees if he it really did come before lose a tweet. It should his come election. A green light tweet. Well, and by the way, just be the way it works. And uh, Gina Murphy, who is the administrator for General Services Administration, said that uh, she had not been pressured at all by the White House to delay any formal transition, and uh, did not make a decision out of fear of favoritism. She just knew that there were some legal challenges and some recounts Being that needed to be done by the president. And so uh, there hadn't been a, an official winner yet, which is why she held off and she made that decision independently. Problem was. She got a lot of death threats. She got threats to her family. Things got a little messy. And so President Trump yesterday on Twitter said, look, I've encouraged her to move on. She do- has done a good job, but we don't want to see her get hurt. We she don't want to see her under pressure. pressure. She's, she's and so not. she moved along with transition. That means that Joe Biden's website went from a .com to a .gov. They've got a little bit of money. They'll be, uh, again, have further resources within uh, the government to start educating their teams. But here's the thing that I take but, issue with with Joe Biden, because you yeah, tell me but, what you what your problem is with Trump and you want him to concede. No, and I think he will when it's when and if it's time for him to do that but here's the issue but it's silly joe biden speaking of silly no why has been talking about unity and about unifying the country and about how he wants to be everyone's president now if that were true when you receive this word that the transition budget money is coming your way Instead of sending out a tweet that says basically, and I'll paraphrase here, but this is really what it said. He said, the transition is has begun and we will be able to see how Trump's administration has gutted 
government organizations. Now, he could have said something along the lines of the transition is underway. We're looking forward to getting our team up to speed. And we stand with President Trump in making sure that this was a free and fair election. However, we have gotten none of that from Joe Biden, who is lying when he says he wants unity because he doesn't. He hasn't reached out to me, hasn't talked to me, hasn't talked to 73 million other other Americans who did not vote for him. He did when he spoke on the weekend that that he was uh, called the winner. By the way, Pennsylvania today certifying their votes uh, for the Biden victory. Let me say this. This conversation here is um, is very is is actually totally Trump. It's a totally Trump conversation because I love you. And I and I have great respect for the general services administrator, uh, Ms. Uh, Gina. I forget her last Murphy. name. Murphy. Uh, Miss Murphy should not have an easy job. This whole conversation, the beginning of the transition to Joe Biden, has actually, in this cult of personality involving our current president, President Donald Trump, it's all about who he is. Because we have gotten to this point where the green light at $7 million, as you so correctly said, is through the pipeline now. And and we're able to send tweets about Joe Biden coming in. And you're able to talk about the Biden administration coming in and criticize his pre-inaugural behavior as not a unifier. And we're all doing it without saying one thing. Which is? Well, President Trump has not yet said it. And you've not yet said. And uh, the general services of the, it all of the behavior and action is says Trump lost. Excuse me. It just says that. And these are big boy rules and big girl rules. I mean, to have to sit here and be wanting or needing of the most powerful man in the world who has been given an awesome responsibility and a great honor and privilege to run this greatest democracy in human history, to have to sit here and kind of uh, um, uh, light step around the fact that he's not saying what all of the behavior is obviously. You know what I love of. about liberals, well, so, and well, I love you. you. I love you, but he words lost. matter to you more than actions. No, and no, that's no. words do. Yes, words do matter, but words concession- should not matter more than actions. Because let Jennifer, me tell you what President someone Trump has thought. to say when someone is lost. They have to say they lost. Yeah, when they lose, not- he will say that. But here, let me just let me just cap this off, and then I, I, fit, yeah, sure. I definitely want to hear your thought. But it is. It's almost laughable to me to listen to people and uh, I put you, you in it, say, but I love you and fine. it's not no, – this, this is not I don't take it personally. I don't take it personally. It is laughable to hear people on your side of the aisle say that he needs to concede, he needs to say all these things, and he needs to have a peaceful transition of power when he was not given for 30 seconds peaceful transition of power from your side of the aisle four years ago. All I heard for four years was that he was an illegitimate president, that Russia got him elected, then they used fake information to use the FBI and the CIA to go after him his campaign. For God's sake, a four-star general in Michael Flynn, they ruined his life. For nothing, for a bogus claim. And this was the peaceful transition. So I think if President Trump, you know, maybe President Trump should just say, you know what, guys, game's over. I lost the election. And you know what? I'll give them the same kind of transition that they gave me. And maybe we need to take down a few people. Maybe we start with Hunter Biden. Maybe we go after Kamala Harris. Maybe we go after (laughs) Tony Blinken. Maybe we start all of these investigations since that's the peaceful transition we got from Democrats. I'm for it. You know what? That would be worth it for me. I'm for it. Let's give them the same kind of transition they gave Trump. President Barack Obama, about whom you're speaking, who was for a decade, for a decade, he was the subject of Donald Trump, 
for decades saying that he was not born in this country and illegitimizing, delegitimizing his presidency. At that time, President Trump that was, was from Hillary Trump. Clinton. She started that story, okay. FYI. I, I'm, I have conversations in reality. We all know the poster boy of it who continued it was Donald Trump. So he knows a thing or two about not acknowledging. Did he ever how get spy? Did, ever, did Trump ever spy on, on Obama? Hold on a second. I'm got a newsflash for everybody. Did he ever charge Am- him with things? America is greater than, the office of the presidency is greater than Joe Biden. It is greater than Donald Trump. It is greater than Barack Obama. It is greater than Bill Clinton. It is greater than George W. Bush. 100%. So it is actually required for the people in this process who lead our nation to stand up and say, I've won, I've been victorious, and I will serve. Or I have lost, and I am, and I, it has been the honor of a lifetime to serve, but now I must ease the nation of. S- 400 million people or into responsible leadership from him to the next guy. It is not about how he feels. Or better yet, maybe it shouldn't be about a person and maybe about whether or not we just had a free and fair election. 855-785-8255. President Obama commenting on Joe Biden's foreign policy team. What did he have to say? Azure Tuesday. Morning Answer continues. Brian Whitman's Voices. Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the Morning Answer. Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And, um, you know, things get a little spicy when we talk about transitions. But one thing that that made me laugh, and I think you'll appreciate it, is reading about former President Obama's upcoming memoir, which yeah, when is, is these now coming out? out. Oh, they are out now. I believe that it is already out. You can get it. But this is what it says. It's called. Probably a, can't get away from it. It's called Probably a Promised a, Land. The Promised Land yes. by Barack Obama. The first of two volumes. This oh. initial 768 page release is what Obama described in a September statement as an honest accounting of my presidential campaign and my time in office. Better be very honest. at 768 pages. This guy, okay. Yeah. Gonna, I didn't do I'm it. I'm going to make a blanket statement here because this is this is not partisan. Right. No, Anybody who thinks that they can fix and lead the free world has a very healthy ego. I'd say that's an understatement. This guy, as much as people say it's Trump that's arrogant and really full of himself, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if we had like a, a scale, confidence well, and arrogance, President Obama would win. He'd be way up above, way up above Joe Biden. It would be like this strong man. Bing, and it won't, and it would like actually leave the scale when we it's talk like about Obama. When you take the, when you're at the amusement or the OC fair, and you take the sledgehammer and you hit the thing, and the how far up will the bell go? Well, who's the strongest? We'll go all the way to the top. That's the confidence meter for these guys. But yeah. there is a contender in this great competition whom we have not yet mentioned. Who is? Well, Obama's book. How many pages? Seven hundred seven sixty-eight. Even Bill Clinton is going, come on, man, edit yourself. I mean, uh, fewer pages. I mean, come on now. Because that book, my life, at, you know, 50-something or 60-something, my life and the life of everyone else I've ever met in my time on this earth, in my life. Bill Clinton, here's the saving grace. He didn't do two volumes. He just did one. But I did do 1,006 pages. Thank you. Now, that's a lot about it's yourself. a lot. And you know what? I it's a lot about yourself. If he ever needs to make money, he should write Bill Clinton's little black book. 
I think that would actually be. It should be good. eight pages with tips for dudes. No, I want the to... full story. I, I mean, oh, all the well, good stuff. You'll need eleven million six pages at that point with the forward by Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and by <laughs> Which the way, would say I've contacted my attorney. Yes, an appendix, <laughs> you know, appendix A, B. You get Monica Lewinsky to write something. You get Newt Gingrich to write. Everybody in the in the uh, in the pool. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I don't have seven hundred sixty pages. I can't uh, look. I could seven hundred and sixty-eight pages makes me. Uh, I'm go- okay. I'm going to say something nice about Joe Biden. You can see this actually working Biden. its way. Okay. Right. Joe Biden has actually been in politics for a hundred years, right? He Long time. Struggled. He's had scandals. He's had tragedy in his life. Obviously. He's had tragedy. He's actually gone down a path. I can understand why Barack Obama is so arrogant. And I think the reason that he is so arrogant is that for all intents and purposes, Obama had a presidency handed to him because he was a compelling vehicle. He was someone who was very, I mean, great order. You know, I always say that people can listen to him and he's saying, I'm stabbing you and your family in the back. But it sounds really good when he says it. So people listen to him and they're like, wow. And his election was a significant event in U.S. history in terms of his race, in terms of being the first uh, black African-American president. I mean, there are some things built into it that warrant some writing. The, we understand Of that. course. I'm not taking away the fact that he read a book, but he already has a memoir out. The guy is what – Wait, is, what? Yeah, he's already got a memoir <laughs> out. This is not his first. And now hmm. he's doing a two-part series. How old is Obama? Is he 56? President Obama is not is, – uh, I'm 48. I think he's 62, yeah. 63, something like that, uh, Barack Obama. But you he know, is 59 years old, and he, he currently will have at the end of this two-volume series three autobiographies. Right, and will be 70 by the time we can finish reading it. It's so long. point is this. The powers that be within the Democratic Party saw something compelling about Barack Obama, knew that he could be the person that could break a glass ceiling. I'm not saying he doesn't get to write a book. Of course he gets to write a book. But do you need three of them? Well, the amazing thing about the Obama book and and the the backstory, which is read uh, this morning here, he initially planned on doing a 500-page book, but yeah. instead of what is typical I in just publishing stop. to flow. edit down, any publisher will tell you, yes, the, the biggest job is editing, is cutting out stuff in any artistic Correct. endeavor. Yeah. But he – so he started with five. I went to – he went 700 – I know. And Bill Clinton – I'm looking at his book cover right – my life. And uh, 1,006 pages. There's a lot going on there. Now, it suffice to say, Jennifer, you and I are two people who also – I believe that when folks get up in the morning, they should hear us talk about things and report stuff and give for three hours. But can I tell you so something? So I there do, is do still... have to check myself coming in a little bit, well, too, because he- Here's I'm a the little... thing. When somebody <laughs> comes up to me, because I have like – this is maybe I shouldn't say this, but I don't have an overly high opinion of myself. So when someone comes up and says, hey, I want to know who you're voting for, or I heard you say this and it made me think, that's like the honor of my life when someone says that to me. Thank you when you when you meet when we meet each other and you say that because I am so humbled by that because I feel really lucky that I get to sit here and have what I think yeah. are important conversations with you. But- and, and, and all of those who are participating and hearing our conversation and contributing their own thoughts as well. That's right. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I, 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 could, I don't know if I could find 760. No, I couldn't. You know, one time they called <laughs> me. Short story. When a guy once called me, I couldn't believe it. His name was Will Schwalbe from right. Hyperion Books. He called me, said, "You're Brian Whitman." I said, "Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, I, yeah, you know me." He said, "I edit. The, I'm the publisher, the editor in chief." He said, "I was in a cab, and the cab driver was listening to you on the radio." He told me 
Isn't that, I told see, him, that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, but here's reality. He then had me on this process to write a really a real book, and I could not do it yeah. because I was. I don't know if I could do it today. There's a lot of focus and a lot, what story am I going to tell? Seven hundred some odd pages is like just say everything. First, now, I don't know if it's, I want to see us export more jobs. Right. I could talk to you for a few hours. And he's right. He did. He exported yeah. some jobs right, right out nice. of here. Well, uh, please, that's so honest. He said the book Again, was honest. Tell you that's what chapter one. That's chapter one. <laughs> All right. Is it part two? Is it the Obama administration, the sequel? It seems to be uh, Joe Biden announcing <laughs> some key members of his foreign policy team. If he is sworn into office in January, Secretary of State, we talked about Tony Blinken. He was a member of President Obama's uh, Secretary of State team. He was the Deputy Secretary of State. Uh, Janet Yellen. That was kind of a surprise for Secretary of the Treasury. Originally, it was thought that maybe Elizabeth Warren would be in the running. But thank God for that rhino Republican governor in Massachusetts that would have appointed another rhino. (laughs) So we don't have Senator Elizabeth Warren in that position. Don't celebrate yet because sometimes these early appointments, people are left out because guess what? They're only in line for bigger things in a month or two. Yeah, the the idea that we're still entertaining Secretary of Labor Bernie Sanders, that's still on the back burner. But there's a Republican <laughs> governor there, too, in Vermont. Well, that's right, true. Right? The director of national intelligence, Avril Haines. Alejandro Mayorkas is Department of Homeland Security secretary, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, special pros- presidential envoy on climate, <laughs> John yeah, Kerry, I mean, who, a- of course, is coming back because, you know, John Kerry's son and Hunter Biden, they all um, John Kerry's son. They all stick it to the American people um, using the power of the presidency. So, of course, John Kerry would be around. Yeah, they run a business together. Chris Hines. There's a- like the books these people write, there is some trimming down to be done in their vocation as well. Let's trim some of these offices down as well. It's excess. They come from lives of excess. I'm guilty also uh, in other ways. But, you know. National uh, so. Security Advisor Jake <laughs> Sullivan, by the way. Oh, so, Jake is fantastic. Uh, this this gives you kind of an idea, at least from a foreign policy perspective, what the Biden administration will look like. And it looks a lot like the Obama administration. So I would expect that uh, You didn't he expect will... Steve Bannon, did you? You didn't expect Trump people. No, but I did expect maybe some unique thought. And this is a lot of the same people that Biden has worked with, not a lot of new energy. And so I think this is the policy that drove people to vote. For President Trump, are they going to be happy going back to it? We'll find out. All right, Jennifer, I appreciate that. No, you're right. I just feel like the music is very it's loud. It's very loud. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ha. Ah. <laughs> See that? Thank you. Jennifer. Ask and you shall receive. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Make it a great Tuesday. It's nine o'clock.